pastor. This is my family, and we launched Wonder Church about a year ago, 11 months ago, and uh, we're excited to be with you today. Thanks for tuning in. It's a little bit of a different service because of uh, the snow, um, but we usually gather at the Regal Theater in Redmond at 10 a.m., and uh, we'd love to, to see you there. So, um, yeah, Merry Christmas. I hope that it was a, a wonderful Christmas that you had last year and um, last year, <laughs> last Sunday, yesterday. <laughs> yesterday. It's uh, been a busy weekend. <laughs> and so uh, now it's white. It's a white, so that's great. So today we had planned to do a pretty different service. Um, and we wanted to take this service to reflect on what God has done in our lives this last year. And so um, what we're going to do is we're going to share something that, that God has sort of brought to our mind. Um, and I encourage you to take what we share as an example and spend time today reflecting on what God has done in your life. So, um, yeah, so we'll take turns. Who wants to go first? I can go first. All right. Um, thinking back, thinking back on this year at Wonder, I think one of the biggest things uh, that I saw grow and develop was the women at Wonder Church, our sisterhood, and seeing our women gather together for small groups and for our sisterhood nights. It's just been really neat to see the community that's been growing and to see the relationships that have been cultivated. Seeing women step up in leadership and taking ownership of sisterhood and wonder church on sundays it's been just really wonderful to see and i'm so excited for this next year as we continue to grow as a church and as a sisterhood and what god has in store for all of us along with that nicole um there was a sisterhood night here at the house and cj and i were in the kitchen and just looking at all these women that were worshiping and interacting, praying together, and just in awe, thinking none of these, well, maybe a few were here a year ago. These are all people that have come together in the last year that didn't know each other, that are in community and praying together and sharing their hearts. And um, that has been incredible. It's the intentionality of God to position us for this time. And when I was thinking about this whole thing, I, I you know, in these times, it can feel daunting um, our state that we live in, um, just how it's so unchurched and Lord, how, how are we to maneuver in this time? And he just reminded me that he has positioned us here because he is in us and he has something in us that he wants to give to this region. So it's not that we're just in a dark place or a hard place. He positioned you here and me here because there's something of himself that he wants to share with those around us. And so that was so encouraging. He made us for this time. Mm -hmm. And to see him bring people from the nations, I, I am amazed. I mean, many times I've talked to some of you and just shared the stories of people that have come from the other side of the world that knew someone from 25 years ago that are ended up here now. People that lived in the same, like Costa Rica, two families, um, went to a same church but didn't know each other came here, met each other, are in wonder, and just the intentionality of God to position us. So my heart is, Redmond is new to us, Redmond is new to many of you that attend wonder, and God has put us all together for this time in history, and 
that is huge. That is huge. We're all adjusting together. We're all getting established, learning this new area that we're living in. And he's building a family and he's building a presence um, in a very special way at Wonder. Yeah, and to follow up on that, the, the thing that I've been dwelling on is just how the the concept of planning a church has has changed from just being a strategy and an idea uh, where, where where are we going to plant? What are the demographics? How do we reach the people? What is is it going to be in a house or are we going to meet in a venue? And we started off just thinking it's going to be a house church and we'll just have multiple house churches. And then God steered us in a little bit different direction and and we realized that what he had for us was to be in a venue and as we already mentioned we started in, in a hotel and now we're in a theater um, but it, how it it began as a concept or an idea and then as god has brought it together now when i think of wonder church our church plant i don't think about a concept I think about it's a reality of what God has put together and it's about the people. It's not about a thing or an idea or a strategy or a plan. It's about you and it's about us. It's about God's people, the people that God is drawing together to be this faith community. And as Drusi said, from so many nations and so many walks of life and young and old, we, we're all, God has brought us together into a community, into a family. And it's been a, such a joy to see over this last year how the family has come together. And we've learned to love each other and learn to reach out and to interact and to get to know each other. And I just think about the families even that have moved into this area to be with us. And, and just as we've sent out our flyers, how God has brought in different ones. Mm -hmm. and, and so now when I think of Wonder Church, I, I think of the people he has brought together, mm -hmm. the people we've had in this house. We've sat around the table and had meals together. We've prayed together. We've cried together. We're living life together. And really, that's what church is all about. So it's not a plan and a concept anymore. It's the people. It's about you. I have been, uh, so just last week I met with, um, I have a cohort of fellow church planters that we all launched in this, well, actually, no, only one other one launched at the same around time that we did in services, but uh, other ones launched a couple years ago. But I uh, kept communication with these guys throughout this whole um, planting process. We've been able to kind of verbalize what's going on. And this last time we met, one of them uh, planted a church in Bellingham. His name is Jeremy. He said um, that every time uh, we talk, he said that he senses the strength of your your leadership, your eldership. Not not like me, but like the the leadership, the eldership of Wonder Church. And uh, I told him it's because we have extremely strong elder leadership and so this as I reflect this last year I I just see like God has brought such incredible covering mm -hmm. over Wonder Church and over me personally and our elders and so so Rick and Drew see uh, my, my 
parent-in-laws or our official elders, but um, there's some of you that I have not talked to that are unofficial. Um, <laughs> and what's also interesting is that we are, as a church plant, we are not sovereign. We are under the 501c3 of Cedar Park Church in Bothell. And uh, until we become sustainable and we can uh, become sovereign, and that was part of just our launch strategy. So we are also under their covering as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, I have just, just felt such peace and strength from, from that covering. And so it's really just, I've just, as I reflect this last year, I just think about the power of, of having solid, healthy leadership uh, over you and over me. And so, and then this morning I was thinking more about that and just thinking about in a family you know, really, the kids are are just, you know, the kids don't really set, tell you if the household is healthy or not. Mm-hmm. It's the parents. It's the ones who are leading the house that determine its health. And uh, the, par- the, the children are, are just simply a response to the leadership of the parents. And um, for, for the most part, obviously, all children are. But you understand the idea <laughs> is, is that... Uh, yeah, it, it's felt the the leadership, the eldership, and so I just what I wanted to say was also thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm amazed at those people that God has brought mm-hmm. to be solid. Like you are so solid mm-hmm. in uh, your capacity, in your quality, in your 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 strength, and uh, I also specifically wanted to say thank you for uh, giving me prayer covering for us prayer covering. And uh, thinking of um, you, uh, Donald and Ling, um, Colleen, who has told us many times she's praying for us, Adriana, and uh, Jeff and Heidi, you guys are absolutely incredible. Thank you for covering us in prayer. And that is felt. And I I think that we all need uh, that. So anyways, that's kind of what I've been reflecting on. So what I encourage you to do now at Wonder Church is take time to reflect what has God taught you this last year? in 2021 this is the last sunday of this year and uh you know reflect um give thanks give thanks to god give thanks to the people in your life that have made this year happen and uh let it sink in deep um and let it change you so um with that uh along with reflecting is listening to god about what he wants to do next so um We have a value at Wonder Church called God Speaks, and we believe that he does speak to us um, actively, and he speaks to our our unique situations, and uh, he gives us direction. And so um, uh, what we're going to do for, I'm going to just give you a brief talk about more about that value, and then what we'll do is we'll end the service, and I encourage you to take time, take the rest of the time that you would take for the service, and just be silent before God and let him speak to you about you personally and also about your church. And if God gives you a word or a picture or anything like that and you'd like to share it with us, we would love it if you direct messages us on social media and share that with us. And we'll write it on a whiteboard we have upstairs of the words for wonder for 2022. Acts 2.17 says this, In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. And your old men will dream dreams. Uh, this uh, happened 
in context just after Pentecost, which is the day that the Holy Spirit descended on the church and uh, <clears throat> empowered the church. And they began to speak in tongues. And what's really cool about that is uh, <clears throat> many believe that what happened on Pentecost is a reversal of what happened on the Tower of Babel, which that was the day that God confused the language of people so that they could not cooperate and do things together. He confused their language, and so they could not speak. And then on Pentecost, he gave them a, a heavenly language in order to communicate, and uh, so with God and then with each other. And so what we see there, and then obviously God gave the church the Holy Spirit so that we could operate in the same gifts. So what we see there, I, I think, um, you see this theme throughout the whole narrative of Scripture, is how important speaking and communication is. So, uh, you know, God created with words. He didn't have to, but he did. And, and uh, so I just believe that speaking and listening is truly transformative. It's, it's a creative work. It's very important to us as human beings. Um, you know, what is the most important activity inside of any relationship? It's communication. That's the most important one. And it obviously, you know, like it doesn't have to be with words. Like obviously there's sign language and there's all sorts of different ways that we communicate. But without communication, there is no relationship. You just can't. There is no understanding. There is no cooperation. There's, there's nothing. And so therefore, we really value being able to speak to God and then listen to God, have communication with God. And God has made it possible for us to do that. So here's four things about uh, God speaking. One is that God speaks to us in many ways. So he speaks to us through our children. <laughs> uh, he speaks to us um, in obviously the Bible, um, in what we call the, the inner voice, uh, in dreams and visions, and in many other ways God speaks to us. And so, but... One thing that we need to know as we venture into listening to God's voice is that God never contradicts himself. Mm -hmm. So what he has spoken in scripture, he will never say anything against what he has already yeah. spoken. Mm -hmm. Everything God says uh, must line up with what he has already said in scripture. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah. So that's one thing. Like, you know, if you're listening to God and you feel like God told you to go, like, hurt someone. Like, no, God did not tell you that because that's not what scripture teaches us. Mm -hmm. uh, so... Um, but God does indeed speak to us in many ways. Um, the second thing is that God speaks to us to guide us, uh, teach us, and correct us. So um, the, the Holy Spirit, you know, God, Jesus said, I'm going to send you the Comforter, the Holy Spirit, and he will teach you, he will guide you, and he will comfort you. And uh, he's called the Comforter, the Paraclete. And he's guiding us in all truth. And so that is one reason why God speaks to us. So if you're confused, if you need wisdom, James says, ask God. And he, will, he will show you. He will teach you everything that you need. Which is one reason why we ask God, what are you wanting to do this next year? Teach us, guide us into this next year. Um, and then, oh, I already said this, but yeah, the third one is God speaks to us to encourage and comfort us. And... Uh, God loves you. You know, as you look in this next year, there might be some dread. There might be some fear or some confusion or unknown. And God speaks to you just simply to encourage you. 
And so you can listen and be encouraged by what he says. And the fourth is, God speaks to us so that we can speak to others. And you see that, uh, obviously, especially through Acts, you see God speaking to people so that they would go do an assignment. (laughs) And often that assignment included speaking. Mm -hmm. And sometimes God would give someone a word to share with somebody else. And that still happens in the church today. And that's actually when I say, ask God, God might give you a word for Wonder Church. That is part of a biblical you know, framework of using God's, God's words that he gives to us to give to other people. And you can do that for Wonder Church too. God can speak to you and give you a word for this church and a word for somebody else in this church or, or anywhere. Um, so all that being said, we're going to take time now and uh, ask God to give us a word. A word for us personally for this next year and a word for Wonder Church. God speak. What, what, what do you want? For me, uh, I've recounted the last um, three years of the words that God gave me. In 2019, God gave me the word uh, graduate, which is really funny because that year ended up being a year of a lot of graduations for me. Um, uh, the biggest one being that I, I completed my master's degree. And in 2021, the word I got was rest. And which was ironic because that was the year we launched Wonder Church. Well, at least the year that we started Wonder Church uh, in, in homes. We hadn't launched services yet. But uh, that actually became a very important word for me because um, it, it reminded me of how God wanted this church to be at the very beginning, a restful church. And so uh, that word actually ended up helping create the foundation of Wonder Church. And then in, uh, oh, I'm sorry, that was 2020. And then in 2021, the word that God gave me was build. And uh, so this last year, I've seen all that, that not just I have built, but really God has built through uh, all of us um, in Wonder Church and in our lives. And so it's been really helpful and very encouraging for me. So, uh, yeah. So ask God for a word. You know, what, is, what, you, what does God want to say to you? Um, so with that being said, um, you know, maybe for you, the word that God wants to speak is an invitation into a relationship with Him. Maybe that's the word. Maybe you're watching this, you're listening to this, and you're thinking, I've cried out to God many times, and I've never heard Him respond. And we just celebrated Christmas, which was yesterday for us. Uh, and God's great response to the cry of humanity was to send his son, to give his son, Jesus, as a sacrifice for our sin, to give us hope. That was his response. That was a way that God spoke. He spoke of how much he loves you and cares about you, how intentional he is, how he has not left you, And even right now, as you're listening to this message, God is speaking to you. I believe that he is. And so maybe what God is speaking to you is an invitation into a relationship with him. And if that is you, I'd love to coach you in a prayer and just invite God into your heart, into your life, into your home, where you are right now listening. And uh, so if that is you, you can just follow along in this prayer 
and uh, we'll talk to God together and respond to his voice. Jesus, we recognize that you speak, but sometimes we're not listening. But right now, we quiet ourselves and we listen. And we respond. And Jesus, we see in your life in your incarnation that we celebrate on Christmas, that God, you do speak to us, that you do come to us, that you do meet us where we're at and give us a great invitation. And we hear that invitation. We see that invitation. And today we respond. Mm-hmm. And God, we ask you, if I'm just leading my friends in this prayer, if, if any of us have not, responded yet to you. I just pray, Holy Spirit, you would come now and we just give our life to you. We surrender our life to you. We love you and we respond. And God, I also pray for all of my friends that um, are just listening now, that maybe it's been a while since they've heard your voice. I just pray that you'd help us to quiet our inner life, our thoughts, to be able to be quiet with you and to hear what you'd say to us. Holy Spirit, we give you this next 15, 20 minutes to be quiet with you. And God, I ask you to speak to us. In Jesus' name, amen.